So in our investigation of consciousness, uh, this is the last day of this retreat, so these are my reflections on just my own experience of this moment, consciousness here and now is uh, operating, whether I realize what consciousness is or not, still operates in that it's not, it doesn't depend on me being aware at all. It's, it's quite functional. Uh, it's not, not a matter of me uh, realizing or knowing anything about it. I can be completely deluded and still conscious. So then the, the Puto is uh, the Buddha, or this Puto is uh, awakening to what the consciousness here and now, like this. So an attention, awakened attention. Otherwise, if we don't do that, then we we get conditioned by the uh, through the ignorance of identity. We we identify, we see ourselves through uh, as a human body, as a personality, as uh, through the various institutions and conventions, cultural conditions. So you can live your whole life just being, a, you know, a, a good citizen, a moral uh, Buddhist, a monk or a nun, um, performing all the, the, doing the right things, and avoid uh, doing the wrong ones, uh, and still not be awake to the reality of this moment. So that's like uh, we, we become institutionalized through not awakening to the reality of this present moment. So even if you're against uh, conventions, against institutions, uh, that's still another that's still, you know, another position one takes. One can be a party liner or somebody against the whole, or against the establishment. But the that's a matter of just preference of one condition over another. But awakenedness, wake up, Bhutang Senangachami then is begin to notice the way it is. So in the, the first three fetters, say, uh, of the ten fetters, the Sanyojana, Sakyajiti Sila Bhattabharamasa Vichikicha, this deals with this, this basic delusion uh, of, of just being institutionalized, starting from uh, views and opinions. Like if I start from the assumption, from the condition that I am Ajahn Sumato, this is my, this is my uh, modus operandi. This is where I, this is where I'm coming from, from being me, Ajahn Sumato. Then everything is taken in in through that perception of I, my, I'm this body is mine. I'm the body is Ajahn Sumato. And I have a history, I have a past, I have a, I'm a personality and I'm a Buddhist monk, I'm, uh, I'm an American by birth, I'm, uh, and on like this, the, the whole conventional scenario arises from, from this assumption. 
But getting behind that, if, if instead of taking I am Arjun Samedo as as a basis for interpreting experience and getting behind beyond beyond that limitation, just to paying attention, even that which is aware of the assumption I am Arjun Samedo, and to to be aware of before you start operating from your assumptions is the Bhutto or the, the Buddha, the awakened, that which is awake. To say, I might have made an assumption we make on a conventional level, you know, in terms of conventional reality, that's fair enough. It's, uh, it works within the society and so forth in dealing with the uh, conventional world. But as a as reality, it's not true. It's not real. It's uh, just a convention. So the reality is in this through this awaken, through paying attention. Listening, or anything, any way that, that gives you this sense of, of alertness, attentiveness. It's just a, a simple, attentive attitude. Is, is is where you you're starting from here and now rather than from the assumption I am this person. So you can explore that and just you know just get so you really trust in in just awakened attention rather than in the views about yourself as somebody who's got to practice get your samadhi uh, get the jhanas. Get rid of the defilements, uh, and, and believe in all the conventional attitudes and assumptions you have about yourself as a person, and the convention, and the way you feel about the the conventions we're using, like Theravada Buddhism, and uh, all these these are conventions that we uh, are t- to be seen in terms of that. They they're they're expedient means. They're not ultimately real or true. So, Sila Bhattabhamasa is where you you think by ordaining as a monk or a nun and keeping all the rules and and uh, being very moral and uh, doing all the right things that then you will be purified and attain enlightenment in the future. And this is coming from from the I am Ajahn Sumato position. And it's so it's like bathing in the Ganges River in order to purify yourself or uh, how many baths should you take a day in order to to purify yourself or uh, you know trying to to do ritual ceremonies in order to with this idea of of like the uh, obeying all the rules doing all the right things will make you pure and still you're still coming from I am this person who's impure and have and, and if I perform these actions uh, these good actions, these this moral behavior, and so forth, I will become pure. So you're operating within the conventional realities only, and uh, so it, it's uh, it's better on terms of you know good, better, best, bad, worse, worst. It's better than say operating from the idea I'm going. I'm going to. Be a criminal, and, <laughs> and all that. But it's 
But it's still not liberation, is it? It's still a fetter. Not that the convention is a fetter, it's the attachment, the unawakenedness, the, the blind, unquestioning alignment with conventional reality that prevents enlightenment or seeing clearly. So like Sakya Ditti, uh, the personality view. I am Ajahn Sumedha, to me that's Sakya Ditti. That's a, uh, I mean, that's a convention, fair enough, that is workable. But in terms of attachment to that as my basis for interpreting experience, my modus operandi, then it... Um, then that is Sakayaditi. Uh, so if I practice meditation in order to make myself enlightened with Sakayaditi, where, where, where do you, what, what do you end up with? If you start practicing, ordaining as a monk or a nun, practicing meditation in order to become uh, an enlightened person, I mean, you're you're trapped in that in that cycle, isn't it? You're, you're 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 the fetter is never you're never released from that fetter because you've not awakened to it. You're operating from assumptions, from conditioning, through the sense of yourself, your conventional personality as the, as what you really are. So to get beyond personality, it's not it's not difficult, is it? Easy. You know, all you have to do is pay attention. In attentiveness, there's no person. And it's where you this non-plussing of the thinking mind is only all the 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 personal scenarios the proliferations about yourself, criticisms and, and uh, fears and desires and uh, on, on the personal level, it's just, you notice that they stop the minute you start paying attention to it. That there's, no, there's no core, no heart to, to personality. There's no, you know, it's, uh, it's just uh, like mist or fog you can't you know you, get, you, you can feel it and, you, and it, you feel misty and mystified or fogged up but you can't find anything in the fog that you can get hold of and say this is this is what I am my true self is this <clears throat> The Sila Bhattabhamasa then is, there can be a lot of that in a, in a religious, uh, aligning oneself with religious conventions. Because we, we put a lot of faith in a religious convention. You know, I've become a Buddhist. And uh, then we, or I've become a Christian. Or we've, we think that by becoming something, some conventional thing that that, that we particularly feel attracted to or have faith in. And that's why in the religious world why there's so much uh, disappointment, disillusionment because, you know, you, guru worship or faith in, in religious groups or religious institutions, in priests and... and uh, Monks, nuns, all that kind of thing can be uh, such a disappointment because uh, you know we we're expecting expecting a kind of liberation or some something from an from a conventional 
from a convention. So we're not awake. We're just caught in, in the kind of clinging attachments and hopes and demands, projections that we make onto the conventional world out of ignorance. So in, in terms of Buddhist direct teaching, it's a wake-up teaching. Bhutto, wake up. It's not becoming a Buddhist. We can, we can, you know, we can put on robes and do all the Buddhist things and become Buddhists, but still not wake up. So, so experiment and explore that before you start thinking, what is it? These kind of self-inquiry ways of uh, who am I or what was my original face before I was born. <laughs> the kind of koans, conundrums that we can create to, to not, not to, to get answers but to begin to appreciate a natural state of awakened attention, listening, where you, you don't have to know anything. You're not, you're not looking for answers or solutions. You're beginning to, to relax into a natural state of awareness. So that's why, well, what is, you know, who is it that knows? Who is it that is aware? Uh, the, that's... The, People are always asking that question. Who is it that is away? <laughs> it's like, you know, you want to know, we want to have a name. But when you begin to, to realize conscious, uh, awareness and consciousness before name starts operating, And it doesn't seem like much in terms of your value judgments with your conditioned way of thinking. It doesn't have a quality of kind of, wow, you know, fantastic, utterly, utterly, you know, absolutely fantastic. It's so simple that so ordinary. So we don't, we don't, we don't think it's worth anything. It's worthless. Or is it priceless? <laughs> no, using sound of silence, don't attach to that either. You know, like, you've got to hold to the sound of silence or you've got to know this and... and you know, any any views you have about it, just notice that it is what it is. Like this. And then we, you know, you want to give it a name or give it, uh, make it, you know, have some, some kind of definition or description that will make it, uh, you know, something important for you. We call it cosmic sound, primal sound, uh, the voice of God, uh, Krishna's flute, the, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> but I mean, anything that will, will make you uh, kind of value it and help, but don't, but then you let go of even those kind of needs to just Learn to to relax 
and trust in pure presence, in pure awareness. So it's not like, or some people think of it as an attainment. Those those that can hear it and those that can't. <laughs> See how these are self. This is sakaditi again, isn't it? This sense of I've got it and somebody else hasn't, or I I haven't. And so be the be this awareness itself, the listener, the the witness. And in that pause, those gaps, that space around your thoughts, before you start thinking, I am this person, no, co- contemplate that, recognize it. There's, there's awareness, isn't it? Conscious, there's awareness, consciousness. Sound of silence. And then the, then the self can come up. You know, if I forget all that, if I'm staying, if I cultivate and develop this, the sense of my personality uh, loses its power. Uh, my, my conditioned personality, my sakyaditi, is, it doesn't have much, uh, isn't very powerful anymore because I no longer believe in it. I know what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm not, uh, you know, it's not, not like something to, to annihilate, but to, the more you, you transcend it, knowing it for what it is, and it, its uh, diluting abilities diminish. So I can get into... You know, I can hear my my emotional states going on about feeling annoyed about this or feeling attached to something or feeling lonely or whatever. And then, but then it doesn't it doesn't have the the kind of ability to take me over because I know I don't believe in it anymore. Anything that it says is not. You know, I don't value, I don't trust. Then the the conventional world, say, I find like being a Buddhist monk, this convention. Uh, that I've chosen. And it's just a vehicle. It's a it's a tool for awareness. To me, it's a it's a it's a, like a form, a beautiful, uh, like an art. It's. A, Beautiful form to live in, to be, to to use as on the conven- on the conventional world. You can see in here in England, which which is not a Buddhist country, it, it works quite well. Amravati and Chithurst, these monasteries are, you know, they're quite highly regarded and quite beautiful in their own right as as institutions, as conventions. But then to put all your faith in the convention of being a, a Buddhist monk or nun, it, it won't work because then you, because conventional reality is basically unsatisfactory. So, you, you know, as as a beautiful form, it's you still it's still not enough. Being attached to beauty 
is not liberation. Because then you you get very uh, possessive and identified and very aggressive towards anything that threatens the the beautiful form the, the that you're attached to. Then you, if that's all you're doing, then you you get into uh, you know very defensive, very even aggressive positions that anything might attack or criticize or harm the beautiful convention. Or you can look at the things you don't like about this convention. You know, you can see it, it can, you can see that some people don't use the convention very well, so it becomes, it makes you very narrow-minded or puritanical or very frightened. You know, so you, you, you become very righteous and arrogant. We are the best. Our convention is the best. And, and all the others, other forms of Buddhism are not as good as ours. <laughs> or, or we can put down all the other religions, you know, we can, we can, uh, by attaching to ours, people can become very, uh, very narrow-minded. Prejudiced and foolish. And so then you can say it's, see, that's what Buddhists are, you know, they just, all, all religions are a bunch of rubbish. In Krishnamurti view, where you just, they're all deluded, don't believe in them, and the attitude of just uh, throwing all the conventions out the window, because they're not being used very well. But recognize that the opportunity here is, is to, how, how to use this convention for awakenness. And then it's up to you, isn't it? And you can't say, I want you to wake up so that my conventional life as a monk, I'll be inspired and, and uh, feel safe all the time because you are awake. It's like passing the bag. I want you uh, to uh, be perfect examples of, and good representatives and role models in this convention so that I will not feel insecure and uh, doubting uh, about my life as a Buddhist monk. Or is it? Uh, it doesn't matter whether anybody else uses the convention well, or, in, or any of you wake up. You know, if you don't want to wake up, don't. But it doesn't prevent me from doing it. So it's like. It's making it work, because that's what I can do. I can't go around, you know, uh, doing it for somebody else. So it's, uh, if everybody else is using it foolishly, then that's not, you know, is, is that does that make it a foolish convention? So, if the convention does um, I mean, proclaim itself as ultimate reality, then that is uh, what we might call a cult, isn't it? Where you, you know, you're you're kind of attaching to a convention as as God or ultimate truth or something like that. And then that—that's what I would call, in the in the English word English use of the word cult, where you get these kind of uh, um, deluded uh, cultish practices going on, because people are attached to um, to the convention as the ultimate reality.
So when you've let go of Sakiditi, Sila Bhattabhamasa, and you're not, then you're the Vichikita, or doubt, skepticism, this, you know, wanting to find out all the answers, wanting verification, wanting proof, and all this, uh, this you know, trying to think and rationalize it uh, and define everything, then that leaves you with Vichikita as a result. You know, so you, if you, the more you think, the more you doubt. Uh, because that thinking has, has, you know, is is unsatisfactory. I mean, it's a it's a tool. It's something to use, not something to attach to. So if you attach to ideas and thoughts, and that, then you end up with doubt because you're you're grasping something that is, uh, you know, it's a symbol. It's not the reality. So the road sign pointing to, that says London on it, pointing to the, the way to London, is not London, is it? It's not, it's pointing the way. It says, go this way, arrows are going over there. Where, say, Thilapata Bharamasa is where we, we attach to the thing that says London, so this must be London. <laughs> and you get, Stuck on the on the on the motorway. Words are, you know, when in consciousness, you know, you say the conditioned mind, that out of ignorance we attach to perceptions as reality. So, if we 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 want to, we get conditioned to perceive things in certain ways. You know, so we, we, when we look at something in a different way, we, um, when things challenge our perceptions of something, we can feel very ill at ease. We can feel very angry when, when something challenges, uh, uh, what we consider, uh, truth and reality and right, what's it right. So, uh, some, you know, when, that's why we find aliens or foreigners or or anything that that is unpredictable. You know, the more conservative you are, uh, then anything that that doesn't fit into the the narrow confines of those perceptions is considered alien or be suspicious of it. Don't trust it. So you can see a highly con- a person that's personality conditioned out of ignorance is is very limited in their experience of life because they they can only experience through particular uh, sanya sankaras they're selective and they're, anything that doesn't that doesn't operate within that limit is is uh, rejected or denied. That's why I like like modern art. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know you get if you're brought up on classical art, then you you can feel very frustrated because you want you know this you want to know what things are. And so you can see people going to to a modern art exhibition and they they're looking at some something. They, what is it? You know, and, and you'd like a title maybe saying uh, Sunrise Over Calcutta. <laughs> and then you can kind of squint your eyes and maybe may, make a, you know, try to see it through a perception that's given to you. And then it doesn't, but if it's an actual, you know, that kind of fairly symbolic representation of Calcutta and the sunrise. And you, yeah, that's sunrise. I know that. Yes, very nicely done. Beautiful colors. 
But just notice the feeling of, of not knowing, of, of being confused, uncertain. What is it? You know, one can feel quite angry about uh, things, about modern art, because it, it looks like they're trying to play a joke on you sometimes. Maybe they are. <laughs> Like the emperor's new clothes or something. It's, uh, they're trying to, to make you say something is art when it's not. And you can feel very angry or resistant. But what you can know is it's like this. Wanting to know and feeling very confused and very upset because you, because of the confusion and uncertainty, is like this. That you, that's you can you can you can observe that that's the way it is right now. This, I feel angry and upset and confused. Is like this. So then you're awakening, isn't it? That. That when when you're willing to do that, that's like you're suddenly awakened to to something that quite that you you've never awakened to before. You merely would get caught into it. You'd be overwhelmed by those emotions, and and uh, you'd deal with them in a certain way. You know, so maybe just distract yourself from it because it's too unbearable for you, or or you just get consumed by it. Lose your faith, lose your inspiration. So this is like learning to to recognize, realize just the before thought, just that hesitation, that that uncertainty, that hesitation, where there's poise, attention, Now these three fetters are the obstructions to stream entry, as they say, in the four stages. Sotapanna, Sakata, Kamiyana, Kamiyaraha. So just thinking about these three fetters <laughs> isn't, the, isn't the way to stream entry, but but reflecting on them, you know, what what are these? You know, in terms of your own experience, what is Sakya Ditti Sila Bharamasa Vichikicha? And so, by and the more you you reflect on that, that very reflectiveness is the is the is the stream. You know, if you begin to to relax into this state of pure reflective attention. Where then you can, you get in perspective on the self-view, Sakyaditi, who you think you are, and and all the attitudes, habits around yourself as a person, or the way you're attached to the conventional conventional world. You begin to see how you you're holding on to something, or or projecting onto the conventional world something more than that's there, and, or Expecting, uh, expecting it, expect something from it, or you're averse to it, or you resist it. We have a lot of doubt about these conventions. You really have to be a monk or a nun. You have to 
Maybe it just gets in the way. Maybe it's just another, maybe you're just wasting your time dedicating your life to being a Buddhist samana. You know, it's a, you know, you can you can get enlightened without having to do all this, and uh, you can have you have to give up relationships, intimacy, and that with others, in order to become this. Uh, so we get, we wind ourselves up with doubt about the convention. That's uvichikika. So it's uh, you know there's endless trying to figure out do you do you really you could you don't have to do it this way is there an easier way is there a better way or is this way just going to lead you to being attached to being an institutionalized person you know a, a kind of monk that that's just bound by the rules frightened of living, frightened of relationships, frightened of intimacy, frightened of reality because you're trying so hard to keep the rules and be pure all the time. And you can see examples of that. Certainly, (laughs) Then you you get caught in doubt about the validity of monasticism. But what you can know is that that, that's doubt, isn't it? And so that's that's what you can trust is the awareness, rather than trying to figure out if if there's a better way to do it, or if monasticism is counterproductive, or if it's the only way, or if you can have a relationship and and all that, and still be enlightened and and try to figure it out on that level. You don't don't bother doing that. Get to the real source of. Just seeing that this awareness is is what you we can really trust, and at this you have to trust yourself to be able to do it. Because when you think about it, you probably think you can't do it very well, or you're not ready. You need to, to do something else first, and it's get caught in the sila the Sakyaditi again. So what I'm, what I'm trying to do is just is a sense of wake up, this kind of imperative sense, wake up. Listen. So that very awakeness is the the stream. This is the this is the the dhamma. You can, as you begin to 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 appreciate that, rather than than uh, try to become a stream enterer or or feel that you. You know, when you think about whether you are or not, you can get caught in views and opinions and doubts that come from that. So it's not a matter of, of trying to decide whether you are or not, but in recognizing the way it is. What, what, is, what could be the stream of reality right now? And it certainly couldn't be in the conventional realm or the, or the, or your, the sense of yourself as a personality. Or through thinking about it, trying to figure it all out. So it's an intuitive, it's an intuitive sense. Awakened attention, intuitive embracing, welcoming,
So this is like this, these reflections of the morning just to kind of keep, keep, uh, reminding you, encouraging. And you'll forget it and get caught up in all, but, but this is where it doesn't matter really. You don't, I'm not saying you should remember this all the time and hold to it uh, through thick or thin and, <laughs> and make it into a, Called the lab of monastic life, but but it's more like learning to relax, and and even getting caught up, but then awakening. There's always a point where you suddenly catch yourself. You're you're kind of overwhelmed with your emotional feelings or problems of the community or personal doubts and things like this, and you, you get whirled away and. And then there's, and trust in that moment where you just suddenly realize, ah. It's that, that sense of, ah, that's it. And then trust that, that is, that's an awakened moment. You you, you suddenly just realize you're just winding yourself up, caught in the old habits again. And the more you you uh, trust that, then then you'll find you're you're you know you're developing the path. Even when you say, "Oh, I I had the real insight into the path, and then I lost it, and and uh, I'm I'm nowhere now. I'm just uh, you know I feel worse than ever. Never felt so horrible in my life." And then suddenly. You're aware of this. You suddenly realize your sakyaditi, the sense of I'm a mess, I'm a failure, is like this. And that awareness is not sakyaditi, not a self, not the ego. So you can hear, hear the, the wounded child, the, the, also wanting something, you know, feeling unloved or wanting this or demanding, denying. And some of, some of our emotions are childish, you know, because you get, you know, even when you get mild, you can still have childish reactions to things. When the conditions are there, then this emotion arises. But seeing it in terms of, of uh, rather in terms of personal, if it, say, taking it personally, one feels quite, Embarrassed and and uh, kind of despairing when you when you when you take uh, you know when you are so strongly identified and judgmental about your emotional habits. But so don't take refuge in your critical mind about how you know how you should be a mature, uh, enlightened someone should be like this and then. And then uh, you find yourself in a, in, you know, in a heap of despair and selfish obsessions and fears and so forth. And then hate yourself because you know you feel disgusted and ashamed of yourself. But trust in awakeness to that. This is what it's like. Like this. This sense of 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 accepting it, allowing these things to be what they are. As soon as you start passing judgment, I don't want you to be the way you are, then you're, you're making a problem about it. You're compounding it with ignorance. So you, I don't want these stupid emotions, these immature, childish habits. I want to get rid of them. 
And that sounds very mature, doesn't it? Sounds right. Sounds that's right. It shouldn't man my age shouldn't have such emotions. He should have got beyond that by now. I should have transcended all that and and here I am, you know. Emotional wreck at sixty seven. And I shouldn't be. And that's a very mature, uh, you know, way of looking at everything, how I should be. But in terms of the way it is, isn't it? If, if right now my emotional state is, is, is that of a four-year-old child that wants his own way, then this is This awareness of it is not judging it. It's not, it's not saying you shouldn't feel this emotion and you should be ashamed of yourself. Because that's the inner tyrant, isn't it? The, the, the self-righteous thing that knows, you know, how we should be, what we shouldn't be. Very judgmental. Full of it, full of its, full of its own kind of righteous opinions. We do it to each other. You know, we, we can get on our high horse, and I can tell you, you know, how you should be. And if you're if you're not the way you should be right now, then you shouldn't be like. <laughs> you shouldn't be the way you are. But that ends up as tyranny, isn't it? That's just a, a mental tyranny that that uh, that doesn't solve any problems whatsoever. It uh, just uh, becomes it makes our lives unbearable just through being critical and judgmental. So awareness transcends this this. Uh, this uh, righteous, uh, rational, uh, intelligent reasonableness. It includes it, and also the the emotional world that we have, whether it's mature, childish, or crazy, or foolish, or whatever value judgments you might you might make about it. This awareness allows things to be what they are. It's not not demanding it to be something it can't be. So in the conventional realm of being a person, personality, you can say, I am, a, this personality of mine is, you know, there's a lot of fears and inadequacies and problems around me, my personal habits and things like this, then that is, um, it can be true. But what I'm pointing to is getting beyond, seeing beyond the personal, to get to, to this, you know, if you, if you always come from that and believe in that as, a, as your reality, then that will, uh, that's how you, you know, that's how you experience your life through those, through that limitation. So this awakened, wake up, Puto, pay attention, is, uh, is before you become a person. 
it's, it's learning to to re- recognize or realize in the third noble truth the cessation of dukkha is <clears throat> don't don't see that as something remote but it, the more you you kind of explore this what is like these koans or these these ways of of kind of inquiring into this moment is this, this that which is aware right now this this alertness it's a state of being it's not it's not it's not personal it's not it's not like i'm i'm uh, making myself into an awakened, aware person. And then it's like, like then the thinking, if I start to think about it and figure it out, then I get caught in the limitations of my, the way I think and memories and so forth, my thought habits. But if I trust in just awaken attention, a listening, then that's that's before I become a person. Now you, you've got to, this is just pointing and learning uh, to to re- realize this, recognize, appreciate that no matter what you think you are, uh, and you know on the level of your conventional ego and personality and how real that might be in terms of the worldly conventions and worldly realities. You know, but, but don't limit yourself to that perspective. You know, that's what, what I'm encouraging, not to, to bind yourself, come from that position as, as, your, as what, how you're going to in, interpret your experience through consciousness. So it's like a, a is encouraging and trusting in in it, in this attentiveness, listening. The puto, the awakened the aware. And so there's a consciousness. Consciousness is... But before I create anything in consciousness, there's there's awareness and consciousness. Stops there. Then, 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 then if I get lost, then suddenly I start thinking about myself as a person and get caught into that then that that comes after that my personality is conditioned it's impermanent it's uh, forever changing you know you can't you can't find uh, any real core to it there's no kind of real you know center core to Ajahn Sumato. It's all it's just kind of nebulous, ephemeral movements of mental states. So the the uh, what what is what has this core, this sense of stability is awareness. Because it holds the the, the range, the personal habits the memories, the convention, worldly conventions, good and evil, and, and all that. It, it includes all of that. It's not, not a, it's not a state that, that divides anything, but unites everything in, the, in this moment. 